and benvenuti fellas and bellas all over the world welcome to another episode of the napoli rant i am raf biz joined by my co-host avicar of suvies rafa rispo what's up raf bizarro come stai Ciao a tutto posto, guys. Hello to you, Raf, and hello to everybody in the chat as well as our audio listeners. Let's get this rant on the road. Napoli suffer a loss this weekend to AC Milan at the Stadio Armando Maradona in Napoli. They lose 4-0. to zero. Super, super not characteristic of what we've seen so far this season we will talk about the aftermath of this game we will also discuss we do have a beast of the match as always we promise win lose or draw we have a beast of the match we'll talk a little bit about the drama in the stands and the whole drama going on with a other our president adl as well as all the ultras in the kuva uh it's it's been it's been a little bit weird there's a weird vibe going on we're gonna rant about that uh, but let's look into the chat. Let's see who wins first comment. Matteo Gasala. Welcome. FNS, tough pill to swallow, but UCL is more important. I can't think about it too long or I'll get pissed. Don't worry. Well, welcome to therapy, Matteo. We're going to talk about that. But before we move on, Rafa, I just want to send quick condolences for the family of of one of our view, uh, the uncle of one of our viewers, Francesco. Uh, but our condolences for the family of Gino Gagliardi, who passed away today in, in Italy. Um, our condolences to you, our thoughts, our prayers. Never easy, never easy when uh, you're far from a loved one and and they just go like that. Um, I have family there and I know how it feels. So, um, our condolences, Francesco, to you and your uncle's family. I can surely sympathize with Francesco. Um, back in 2005, w- the last time I was in Naples, actually, um, I was able to spend some time with my uncle. My my, It's actually my Zia, my Zia Luisa's husband. So he was uncle by marriage, but Zio Franco, who was actually a, a big Inter fan. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, he was he was so great for for the family uh he was just a special person and about six years after that um we learned of his passing and it was pretty sudden he was sick and we knew he was sick but it was a pretty sudden sudden death and um it's hard because you know you want to attend the funeral you want to go see the family but it's not very easy to get to italy you know or to get overseas quickly enough after a passing especially one that's pretty sudden uh i'm not sure the circumstances of francesco and his uncle but i am very sympathetic to the um you know obviously to any one who passes away or loses a family member but um but yeah man your thoughts our thoughts and prayers are with you my friend um and uh hopefully um hopefully you can cope with that and uh we're always here for you obviously so yeah man uh, we'll see you soon again, buddy. We'll see you soon, buddy. Take care of yourself and always reach out if you ever need anything. Uh, Zio 500 in the house. Zio 500 in the house. Many Milan fans gloating over this. He says, acting like Napoli is not who they really are. Let's show them. Guaranteed. Let's show yeah. them. Yeah. I, uh, in response to that, you know, there are a lot of Milan fans out there. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I absolutely. I have a lot of really cool 
uh, Milan fan friends. Uh, and one of them, I actually, and I didn't post the picture because I was trying to get uh, a different picture, but uh, um, I met actually uh, from Milan Club Montreal. He came, uh, actually, he's uh, the host of um, uh, Milan Pod Weekly, Milan Weekly Pod. A good friend of ours, Vinny, um, the the host of that. And he actually drove down to meet with Milan Club New York to watch the match this weekend at the, uh, you know, in New York City. Uh, and has a cousin that lives in Albany. So I'm about 25 minutes north of Albany. So he stopped on by. He gave me a, a nice gift, a nice scarf. I'm not going to display it on the show. Um, not for any particular reason, but it's all the way over there. And I'm not going to go get it. But <laughs> he gave me a cool Milan Club Montreal scarf. Uh, and we just got our scarves in yesterday, Biz, just so you know. I know. Um, so, I saw the pictures. Yeah, I didn't get to. Oh, did you grab yours? Uh, maybe you didn't. No, no, the next meet, the next meet. But anyway, um, I have, you know, we got our scarves in, so I'm saving one for him. And uh, thank you very much, Vincent, who actually, they go on Monday nights as well. So they're probably on as we speak. So uh, like like me, he does the travel and then he gets right on the show, which is uh, which is pretty cool. So just want to shout Vincent out and um from Milan Club Montreal, even though we took that ass whooping, I called him to congratulate him, and and uh, you know he's a bra- bravissimo wallione, you know. Uh, so uh, um, just so just want to say hi to him, and I think we're gonna try to do something with them soon, uh, since we have a Champions League coming up. So, uh, just a second here, guys. Yeah, but we do suffer this loss, Rafa. I mean, there, there's so much to kind of like dive into right now. Um, uh with with the aftermath here i mean i guess let's start from the beginning i mean we we know that pioli came into this game he changes his formation a little bit mm-hmm. uh to to try to tackle uh some things about napoli i know that there's a lot of talk saying you know the about the general performance of the team maybe certain players but rafa first impression for you you know, Milan seemed to come out to the out the gate pretty strong with a clear game plan. Um, did you notice this? Uh, did 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 Napoli look? I mean, I'm sorry. Did Milan look a little bit more prepared or than than maybe Napoli did, or more energetic? You know, honestly, I don't. I don't think they were more prepared. I think they were well prepared. I I don't know if more prepared is a is a. Mm-hmm. The way to put it, um, okay. and this is in first impression, right? So I, I, I don't want to pretend and say Napoli were 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 well prepared for this game because it mm-hmm. turns out they weren't, right? Um, but in at first, I wasn't really thinking, oh my god, Milan's gonna kick our ass today. You know, right. we're gonna suffer one of the worst losses a Napoli team has suffered in 16 years of being in Serie A. I think the last time we lost that bad um and I, at home even i think was uh like in 2007 or something like that i will check that out all right but uh but but yeah i mean i at I, listen the only thing that i was a little you know worried about was that milan were deciding to go back to a, a four man defense after mm-hmm. being in the three uh, for so long, and uh, as it turns out, Rafael Leao is much better, in, you know, with the four-three, you know, the way we play, right? Uh, right. Uh, with the four and the three in the mid, so 
Well, they did what you the know, four two three one yesterday, I believe, is what Pioli, Pioli lined them. Yeah, I think he lines up in a four two two three one or or four two three one yesterday. It's not the four three two one because I that was the Ancelotti no. formation. No, no. Um, but yeah, yeah, four 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 two three one, and listen, uh, it worked. It worked for them. Um, you know, Napoli came out uh, of the gate. Um, you know, and and had a couple of chances right away early but after that they really neutralized us i feel like it's once again the and we've mentioned this before right the home team comes out with the crowd now that's another thing we got to talk about later the crowd because that was a an abomination but with most let's say most of the crowd uh, you know amped up for the match and ready to go um and they used that momentum to carry them into the first 10 minutes. And then Milan pounced when they could. And, in, you know, 15 minutes in, got the first one with layout with Brian Diaz and layout. The way they linked up for that first goal was amazing, actually. Uh, yeah. You know, the movements uh, 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 Diaz made on the wing there. Uh, and then, you know, the touch that layout did just well, before he lobbed it over. Medet was well, uh, outstanding. I mean, the whole thing started with a Kim giveaway, right? And then Giroud kind of had his foot on the ball, was able to hold it up against, I don't know if it was LaBocca at the time, but I know he passed it over to Diaz, who then beat Rui and LaBocca and was able to send that through ball to Leal, who slipped like right in between Rachmani and DiLorenzo. Kim it was covering, because Rui was stuck back, Kim was all the way to the left trying to cover. Diaz had to kind of spin around. Just, just couldn't couldn't intercept the pass. He just wasn't in position, and you know, Liao quick chip over Moret, and and boom, you know, one nothing. Mm-hmm. 16, 16 minutes in, and you know, I wouldn't say that that put so much took so much wind out of the Napoli sails, but I think it was a bit of a surprise that they were kind of able to score so soon, so yeah. quickly off 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 of a you know off of a mistake, and I think that was the theme of the game was. Milan capitalizing, uh, as someone said it here, Tony Falco, they did very well capitalizing on all mistakes, and I couldn't agree more. I, I think this was the uh, what was the theme from Milan this game. Not to take anything away. They played great. They played physical. They played strong, Rafa, but like that first goal was like the – it was the precursor of what we were going to see for the rest of the game. Just botched defense, bad turnovers. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, it you know, listen, they capitalize on the Napoli mistakes, but you have to give them the credit that's due, you know, and, and as annoying as it might have been. And, and you know, I love the CBS crew and, and mm-hmm. Matteo Bonetti and Dre Cordero, but, but they kept saying this is the Milan of old. This is the Milan that was missing all season long. These This is the Campione d'Italia Milan, right? I mean, they were. They were for sure. Uh it, but it, it, it a big factor of this outcome yesterday was Napoli did not show up. It, they did not show up, and that's it. If Napoli show up, it, we're talking about it. I'm not trying to sit here and pretend and say we're definitely win the match. But if Milan show up, I mean, excuse me, if Napoli show up, this is a much different, closer, <coughs> tighter outcome. Oh, this yeah. was this was an anomaly of the season, right? We sure. have not played this bad all season long. Like I just said, it's our worst loss since the Atalanta loss five uh, one in two thousand seven. That was our first season back in Serie A. We have not lost like that in Serie A since then. 
So this was the complete anomaly. This was the one match. And again, we, we beat Milan. We didn't play particularly well when we beat Milan, but we beat them. We got the outcome. We grinded out the results, so it's a positive. We played really, really well against Inter. Well, we played, we played okay against Inter. They beat us. And then we played pretty well against Lazio, and a lucky bounce got them the 1-0. This was the game where we got destroyed this season. And I think this is a one-and-done. It's got to be. It's got to be a one-and-done because... You know, it, it, you look at the trends. We come back from the uh, the FIFA break, the World Cup break. We get we we get our first league loss handed to us. We come back from, you know, uh, um, we come back. Uh, was it the Christmas break? No, the Christmas break was the same break. Uh, Lazio gave us our break. loss, and then Milan. You know, after a stretch of wins, Lazio give us our loss, and then another stretch of wins, we get another loss by Milan. You know, these things are going to happen. This is a, this is this is a sport. This is going to happen. When nobody is perfect in a sport. Uh, you show me one team, even the teams that ha- that went unbeaten in a season. Look at you, the Juventus team that won the first Scudetto in 2012. They tied 15 games too. You know what I mean? Look at that Arsenal un- Invincibles that won without a loss. They tied. They tied 12 matches too. So like, you know, when you look at the grand scheme of things. Yeah, this loss hurts, but we're still very much on course. We take from this match and we learn now, okay, this is what Milan is looking like. And, and that's another thing, Ralph Dodaro. Mm. It's one game. It's one win. Let's not forget that before this, Milan were pretty terrible. And then they got this win. Um, if you look at Liverpool, right? Liverpool were pretty terrible. They beat Man United 7-0, and they haven't won a game since then either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's going to happen. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to get this. And I'm not taking, again, not taking anything away from Milan because they're the champions of Italy, the reigning champions of Italy, right? And okay. they're in the Champions League quarterfinal with us. So can't take anything away from Milan. But let's all relax. Even Vinny, when I called him today to congratulate him, said to me, Rafa, listen, thank you for the congratulations, but calma. It's one game. You know, Milan fans think, oh, they underestimated us. Now we're going to kick their ass in the Champions League. And he said, it's only one game. We've got two more games against them. And now they know how to take care of us is what he said to me. Right. So I think we just have to kind of all take this loss and learn from it. That's it. Listen, everybody, everybody is saying like, oh, they're trying, you know, they have this formula now to beat Napoli. And every and it's like, oh, well, they're just going to park the bus. I mean. When was that? Like, it didn't take much to figure out that if you put 11 people behind the ball, Napoli's going to have a hard time scoring and they may get caught up on a counterattack. But we've seen that from time and time again. And even though we, yes, we had a difficult time, we were pretty much able to overcome most of those games where we experienced, uh, uh, you know, a, a, um, a deep back line and, and, and things like that. So, personally what i get at what th- there is something i am a little worried about and maybe it kind of will tie into a little bit later into the show when we talk about the ultras but uh, you know napoli created some chances i don't you know they made a lot of my thing is they made as many chances as they did mistakes and it ultimately cost them and i said even with like a player like Giroud, you know Giroud is a type of striker that if you make a mistake he's going to make you pay you yeah. know Yesterday we saw Leal just coming back from the dead and playing Diaz, who had the game of his life. 
you know, uh, of, 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 of the season quite possibly. Um, we saw uh, uh, Theo Hernandez, who was just, just completely out-muscles Politano. We saw a few non-calls with the elbows in the face that led to direct counterattacks and corner kicks. But, uh, I, I, but overall, I think, was it that Milan was there to win or was, was it because Napoli lost? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, Milan showed up. And then the fact that we don't have our fans supporting us in the stands and but we do have <clears throat> Milanisti in the stands waving their flags and chanting and all that stuff. You know, it, it, it took away the nerves out of Milan, gave it to Napoli and gave Milan confidence. I just saw a very unconfident Napoli and a way more confident Milan. And I think that was the that was the deciding factor here because a few of those goals to me were like you know, one was that deflection off of Kim that maybe Marek could have saved the second goal. Uh, others were just a, a, a mispass that got intercepted, a lost ball, a bot guy. I think that third goal, uh, Liao's second goal or his first goal, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Liao's mm -hmm. second goal. Yeah, Laboka loses the ball in the midfield. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Diaz's um, uh, first goal. Uh, Kim gives up a, a bad through ball that that again got converted with Giroud and then and then Diaz breaks two of our defenders. You you can't give away the ball. Teams like Milan, even if they're struggling a bit in their form in the season, will still make you pay if you make mistakes. Napoli made a lot of mistakes yesterday, and their heads weren't in it maybe as much. You know, we, we uh, Vincenzo was talking about. Um, Kim and what he was going through in the international team, and he didn't seem like his full self. I mean, even even Spalletti took him out of the 81st minute. I don't know at that point what, how much difference it made. I guess just give him a well, break. He's on a yellow. He's on. He's he was on a yellow. Though, true, so yeah. he he's diffidato. If he gets one more yellow, he misses a match. So I don't know if he wants. Uh, you know, he he doesn't really want to lose Kim and Jay. You know, I I think he wants to wait for a game that's probably better to miss you know um but yeah i mean and then you have diego armando salamakers all of a sudden you know making right. making the run that he made uh, over the whole defense and and just chip like just tapping it past meta listen this this was the banana peel this 100 was mm -hmm. was the ultimate banana peel um and we bit big time like we we stepped on that shit and and fell on our head you know and and um, you're right. Kim and Jay wasn't in the right frame of mind. Uh, you know, we, we lost Aussie men for a little bit. You just granted Simeone should have gotten the job done, but you know, they couldn't get in the ball. Kvadashkeli was triple teamed. The, the right. midfield did nothing. You know, there was really not a lot of positive to look at, at in, in our, in our favor, you know, and I no. saw someone in here said, I think it was Cal said, you know, 20 shots. There were just, none of them were on target. Yeah. So we created the chances, but I mean, hey, Napoli had 20 shots. They made plenty of chances. None of them were on target. Manyan was the one that scared me the most ever since he came back. Milan has been on point. Yeah. Well, I don't know about on point, but definitely better. Um, mm. They, they did lose a few games with him in there, but uh, I mean, you know, when, 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 <laughs> A team has uh, some sort of an issue, and again, the 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 crowd 
and you mentioned the crowd's not behind us. I, I the yeah. crowd is definitely very much behind us. It's the it's the the ultras in the curva, and I tweeted it out. I tweeted. I said F curva B. I said curva B Varfangulo. and it's you know what I I had to delete those tweets because I looked at it again, and it's not. And and you know, listen, I strongly suggest everybody here. Go and listen to In the Shadow of the Studio. This I, I posted it this morning. If you haven't already, please listen to it. It's mm. it's a f- great episode that you will yeah. get. One of their top. more in-depth. Yeah, exactly. Much more in-depth uh, outlook on this. But it's not the whole curva. It's not even all of the ultras. It's a group of them that decided to protest all the stuff that's going on. And I'm all for protest, but if you say you're going to do it quietly, do it quietly. Why are you chanting at the end of the match against ADL when you said you were going to protest quietly? If, you, if your intention is to go to the stadium and chant against ADL and put a downer on the team, then tell us that you, that's what you're doing. The problem is, is, is the crowd is very highly influenced by the Kurva and their ultras because when the Kurvas are singing, the whole crowd is singing. When the Kurvas are not, the crowd doesn't have that power to inspire the rest of right. you know the Maradona to to, right. to get their team and Spalletti even said it you know when when we don't have the you know the the power of the fans behind us this is what happens and Rafa but I, I want to get a little bit more into the ultras um I feel like it's out of place now. The, the reason why Antonio made up a point here, and you spoke to me about this, I feel that Spalletti waits too long to make these subs. Now, I want to talk about the ultras a little bit more. I want to spill my guts a bit, but like, I, I want to get into this first. Let's get into the team for a minute here. You had mentioned we were speaking earlier that maybe at the 45th at, you know at the start of the second half maybe you would have liked to see Lozano come on right away mm-hmm. for Palatano um yeah and you gave good reason and I'd like you to share that with everybody um cuz I, I I almost think Lozano should have started the game but I mean considering Palatano you know he was foot mob man of the match for the last Milan game and you know I, I don't know and we didn't even have Victor Ozinem for that game either. I believe Raspadori started that game. Yeah. And Simeone came and got the winning goal off the bench. So, it, you know, the whole Ozinem dependency thing, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't subscribe to that. But do you think, you know, I think that not having Victor Ozinem, we lose a little bit of speed in our front line. Could Lozano have made up for that? And... Should he, you know, and why do you say he should have at the very least came in on the second half or the beginning of the second half so he can get the full 45 minutes? Well, let me start by saying this, okay? And and Spalletti started the same 11 minus Raspadori that beat Milan at the San Siro, right? Um, so you can't really fault him for that. Now, I had, uh, and I'm going to acknowledge this now, so hopefully he's watching or will watch the replay or listen on Far From Vesuvius. But I had a friend of ours, Ralph, a mutual friend, and I won't shout him out here, but I had him, he DM'd me. He knows who he is. Early on Saturday, like, I mean, one, uh, early Sunday morning, I should say, 1 a.m. And and I'm looking at this, and, and I wanted to respond, but then I was like, you know what? If I respond, we're going to get into it. I got to wake up. I got to drive down. Blah, 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 blah. 
right? So I, 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 I chose to ignore it till later and I was going to answer him, but then yesterday was pretty crazy. So then, uh, uh, last night in bed, I, I, uh, or this morning early, I answered him and said this because the, the question was, do you think Napoli should change their model for this game? Try something out. We have such a lead in this, in the, in the season it's Milan. We want to try so We want to maybe throw them off for the champions league, this and that. And the, the, the answer to the question that I, and now mind you, he asked me this before the game, then we lose four nil. And he tells me, you know, oh, you know, this and that. And I said to him, regarding your question last night, the answer is no. Even in hindsight, looking back 2020 hindsight, I still would have started the same exact team that Spalletti decided to start. Maybe would have changed Lozano for Politano, but I was not worried about Politano starting the game against Milan. Mm -hmm. My thing, right, and again, the reason Simeone started was because Raspadori just came back from injury. So you have to understand that you're not going to start a guy that just got back from injury, like game one, right? You're going to start Simeone. So my thing is I would hundred percent have put Lozano in at halftime. I would have changed Politano Lozano. How many times have we seen that before? How many times have we seen early Lozano Politano changes? Maybe not right at the half, but early ones, right? That would have been change number one for me at halftime. And because we played so poorly in the first half. Now, down 2-0, we're playing really, really well. But Milan get two goals, fluke, or like just, you know, put two goals on us. But we're still playing well, pushing, pressing. You know, you know, making creating more chances, I should say, getting more shots on target, I should say. Then maybe I decide, you know what, guys, we'll get back out there. We play the same game. We'll get one. We'll we'll, we'll decide what's going on after that. But at halftime yesterday, Spalletti should have made that change, man, because that would have give us a little bit of you. And you pointed this out to me before. That would have given us more speed on that side. You have it against the Teo Hernandez that have been that has been playing already ha- a half, and you get a fresh legs Lozano. In my opinion, at the very least, Lozano should have came in like the 55th minute, right before, or maybe even after the three nil. That you score three nil in the 59th minute. Now you have to think, okay, this match is over, most likely. The only chance we can get is to put some legs in. Let's make the change right now at 59 minutes after the three. No go right after. No, he waits another eight minutes to make a change. And then two minutes after that, it's four nil. So for me, Spalletti did not do the right thing again at the start of the game. No problems with the lineup. None. I thought it was the best lineup. And again, hindsight looking 2020, I would have started the same 11, right? The same 11. Okay. But it was the decision-making inside the game. And listen, you know, every now and then a manager doesn't make a change. He makes it, you know, he stalls on a change, blah, 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 this and that. But he does have the tendency, and that's my one sort of criticism of him, is that he has the tendency to wait for subs even either where we're up, while we're, you know, or or maybe down a lot. Like, like, like you know, make a change. When you think a change needs to be made, make it. Politano, for me, was by far the worst player on the pitch. Him. Zielinski was almost non-existent, had a couple shots on target. That's fine. I didn't know he was in the game until like the first 15 minutes, fucking Zielinski. Yeah. 
They didn't even say yeah. his name. I was like, who is and that? Also, oh, Angisa and, and, and Lubaka too. You know, I know. You know, I know, I know, I know. You had a shout for spoiler alert: the Beast is not Angisa, <laughs> but you had a shout for him, and I didn't see it, man. I just, I don't know, like I just didn't see it. So, like, did you do Sense of Alume? I did Sense of Alume. I still didn't really see it. Oh, listen, we I, I don't know. We could just so you know, we convinced Tony Falco to do that. It said it was a game changer for him. It's so I'm glad changer. I'm glad somebody listened to us there because for those who may really be new in here, because I did see I saw my buddy from high school with Edgar. What's up? I wanted to say hi to him. Um uh he's been watching for a while, and then he we got in touch recently, um, uh actually because of a, a, a passing of a friend uh a couple of weeks ago, too. Um but but we've been talking and and he watches he watches the show he listens to the show, mm-hmm. uh, he told me Edgar told me he he messaged me today he goes hey let me ask you a question did you wear your hat yesterday because he watched the last episode where uh, I was talking about the, the superstitions right. Ralph I didn't bring my hat man you didn't layer up I bro? don't bring the hat I had the undershirt I had the t shirt and I had this jacket by the way new jacket shout out uh, uh, Damien RB RB so nice. Uh, RB Classics. Um, I did not bring the hat. I don't bring the hat. I'm missing a piece of garment. We we lose the worst match of the season. That's it, Rafa. You're out of here. That's it. I'm out of here. Hat, I got to glue the hat onto my freaking hair now. Ah. But anyway, he he um it, for everybody who anybody who's new in here, Sensa Volume, turn the turn the volume off and watch the game. As much as I again love the commentary from CBS and and everybody that's there, turn it off if you're going to watch it again and have to analyze it. And you, it's a it's a total game changer. Yep, uh, it just gives you a moment to kind of reflect. You know, no crowd, no noise, no announcers, no emotion. You know what's going to happen. I'm telling you, you see the game in a different light. It's like a mm-hmm. completely different game. I didn't get to watch the game live. Uh, I was uh, at work. And, you know, I was getting the notifications, of course, but I, I didn't watch it till today. And, you know, once your emotion is kind of out of it, you can look at the game a little bit more objectively, I think, yeah. uh, and and make a better, uh, you know, a better judgment on, on the performance. That's why I think Anguisa actually, I think he, for all the midfielders, he was the better one. I think he was doing what Laboca was doing. Uh, or what usually does because Laboca did not have space, you know, between Beneser and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, they just kept marking him. They they kept marking Cavada. They they took away the creativity from Napoli. You know, even though Cavada, which I thought was the most creative on the field, uh, they took away our cornerstone. And I think Anguissa did step up and try to distribute the ball. He was definitely cap, you know, kind of quarterbacking a little bit more, pointing mm-hmm. Anguissa. Um, I felt he was tracking back well, Rafa. If I had to pick my favorite midfield, it was Inguisa. But again, this is in a midfield that was shit. But okay, in a midfield that was shit, it was Inguisa who was the least least smelly. Hey, listen, in in a defense that was shit, I'd have to say Di Lorenzo was the most hustle, you know, like, like, right? He probably was, you know, Rui getting you know, pushed around a little bit. Maybe we could have seen Oliver play today just to get a little bit more of that physical strength in the back line. But who knows if that would have made a difference, you know? Uh, I I don't think anything would have made a difference because I think the game was cursed from the very beginning, to be honest. But, you know, people are going to ask, before we get into the ultras, because I do want to rant about that, people are going to ask, you know, what does this mean for 
the Champions League, right? Now, I think you know, losing a game against Milan in the in the Campionato is not it's not something to be like so upset about. You know, we're talking about the former Scudetto champions with you know the former MVP of the league on the team that and 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 guys who all of well, a sudden so magically you, you woke argue up. current current Scudetto and current MVP. They just did it. Right. Year. I guess they just did right. And it's well, the same team, essentially. It's the same team. The only difference is they don't have who? Uh uh, Gomez Hikiyama went to Chelsea. Uh, not Chelsea. Never mind. Who cares? Um, yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, Barcelona. God, Kessie. 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 Okay. Yeah. Other, other, other than that, they've got everybody else. You know. Um, yeah. What does it mean for the Champions League? I mean, you, you, uh, listen. Well, that that's Ralph. I think I think this is a good thing, but. Here's the deal. I'm a Gemini. I can never make up my mind. So I'm going to give you the the, <laughs> the, 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 the the bad part and the good part. And what I think bad, I hope this doesn't turn into something that happened like Coppa Italia against Fiorentina, where just like we just let them do what they want. Yeah. And they had our number for the rest of the season. And then we had, when we had a crucial game against them, we lost in the Campionato as well. I don't want to give Milan that much confidence, especially when we got to go in their home for this next game and play. Now, some Miguel today, by the way, I had lunch today at Songinopoli. We'll talk about the meet at the end of the show. But we had lunch today at Songinopoli. It was really nice. Scott uh, Lucio, Miguel, right? Miguel Scott de Lutz. So he he just he was in the he's in the chat. I think he's watching. And uh um, you know, he was telling me that um shit, I lost my train of thought. But we we <laughs> You were talking about, uh, you know what? I lost your train of thought too. <laughs> that train is gone. Goodbye. That's what happens to you, age boys and girls. Me, Milan uh, in the Champions League. Milan in the Champions League. We got to go there. Ultras. Right. Ultras. Like this give, might give us a good time to sort out our issues here at home between Ultras and the president and the police and all these things. So yeah. maybe going to San Siro, we can avoid that issue. But the fact yeah, is. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. The 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 the, the Ultras are not allowed, won't be allowed in the stadium for the Napoli game either. And that's not because they were banned. And and that's another thing Michele from, you know, Borelli from In the Shadow pointed out. They're not going because you have to have a fan card now, that one of those fidelity cards. And um, most of those guys don't have it. This is Gabriella, by the way, who I met, who is actually cousin of uh, Michele Rinaldi that was on our show um, to talk about the, the Ultras game, the Ultras thing with Frankfurt. This is his, this is Michele, Mike Rinaldi's cousin. Um, and her and her, father, her and her father at the meet yesterday, we met. Um, I don't believe we met before, but they were there. Um, awesome, awesome people, very cool. Uh, actually, turns out they know Michele Scotto di Lucio from uh, Monte di Procida, they're pizza, pizza guys, all of them are pizza guys. It's just crazy, it's fun, small world, but anyway, um, the, the, the ultras don't have that fan card to get into these matches, so we that's why they're not going in, that plus they're raising the price for those who might, you know. So, right. so these ultras, I know what you're saying, Ralph, and I get it, but these, this issue is not going to be fixed this season, bro. It's not. These guys are so. going to bitch about everything that they can, even when we win a Scudetto under ADL, who most people said would never happen. They're going to they're gonna find something to be pissed about. And granted, they may be right. At, again, li listening to the show, right, Ralph, kind mm -hmm. of 
changed my perspective on what's going on. I'm very in the middle. I was talking to a few other people in a, a private chat today, mm-hmm. how like they listened to the thing and now they're in the middle too. Michaela did a really good job in convincing people to see it on both sides. The, 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 the format and how they're going about getting what they want is pretty shitty, but um, you know, they're, they're not necessarily wrong and neither is ADL. If you look at it on a Western hemisphere right. type, you know, thing, you yes. Know? Supply and demand is a very real thing, you know, in a business. So I'm not going to get into the prices because I think that's arbitrary. Like you said, supply and demand, sorry, free enterprise. It's the way it is. And we have, I, listen, I don't agree with, you know, high price anything, but when you're in a, when you're in an era where you're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on salaries and transfer fees and yada, 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 guess what? Somebody has to pay for it and it's going to be you. It's going to be the fan. All right. The more we grow in popularity, the more things might get expensive. Now that, that doesn't mean, you know, again, that doesn't mean I support just hammering families with these astronomical prices, but what are you going to do? I think it was rich in the discord. I, I by the way, I, I read the discord, uh, the game for discord. It was funny, but, uh, rich, uh, rich 72 in discord says that you want a championship team with city B ticket prices. It's not mm. going to happen. And I kind not of agree with him. That would, you happen. know what I mean? Like the, the, 100%. And, and let's just segue into our ultra problem right now. All right, because it has to do with the game is that you took out your frustrations instead of, you know, in the stadium, instead of supporting the team, you made your you put your problem ahead of the team. Now, okay, is ADL being a dick? Yeah, ADL's being a dick. He's slightly justified, but you're being a little bit of a dick. You're ruining you're ruining the atmosphere. You took away the you took away the banners. You took away the drums. You took away the megaphone. You took away the flares. Yet, Milan fans can come into Napoli with all that stuff and root for their team. Now, here's the deal. Is it a dickhead move? Yes. But ultras, if I had to say something to you, and, and Miguel has said this on, on Shadows of Vesuvius, and I couldn't agree more, and I'm going to reiterate it here. Use your voice. Be loud. Instead of being silent, be even louder to show your love and support because at the end of the day, that's what's going to win you your support is you being a positive influence on the team. No, instead, you made your grievances. You wanted to prove your point. Well, this is not the game to do it. You're facing Milan, who is trying, who is fighting to stay in the top four, all right? Former champions, great team. Now we have to face them two more times this month in Champions League. You imagine? You let them. Could you? Come, could you imagine if we got to the the, the Coppa Italia semis with them? Because oh, it would have been Napoli Milan in the Coppa Italia semis. Would be five would've games in April with them. Forget we literally it. would have, have played a, them in disaster. every week this month. Literally, if that happened, Do you imagine if that happened. Italy has a Serie B economy, though. That's hilarious. Marcella, Marcella, Maruca, Juventina, but one of the good ones. I, I, uh, I, I actually have a lot of really good chats with her, um, and um, like I said, one of the good ones. So thank you for coming in. She's right. Juve have a Italy does have a Serie B um, economy. It's true. It's true. And then here, hold on. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is Carm because Carm is. Uh, I don't think right. usually Carm's either in here and under his or or or, or the or the club. The 
I, I, I can agree with this at a, 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 okay. So for those listening and can't see it's, it's ticket prices shouldn't go up by literally triple compared to prices from last month. Yes. And no, we're talking champions league quarterfinals. We're talking uncharted territory for Napoli. Right. This is literally uncharted territory for Napoli for Milan different for Inter different for Juve always different. This is a first man. So like, <laughs> I'm sorry, traveling, a traveling Rafael Rispo is going to pay double what they're charging now for a semifinal if I go for a semifinal. You know what I'm saying? That's just the truth of the matter. When's the next time you think Napoli going to be in a quarter or a semi or possibly a final of the Champions League? When? When do you think that? It's one match in the quarterfinal. And people are losing their mind about it. Okay, yes, it's hard for the family, the the the, the average family in 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 Italy. Oh my God! You imagine them living here to want to go watch a game, bro. I, I listen. I I empathize with with working class people. I don't believe that a family of four, uh, you know, has to have put put together two weeks of paychecks so they can go watch a soccer game. I get it, but do me a favor. Don't tell ADL to catch his sword if you don't want to catch his sword for these games. These are very rare games. This is this is a round that we've never been to. We're facing Milan, which makes it even bigger. Come on, let's keep it real. We're facing Milan. I mean, we'll pay, we we pack the stadiums for a, a, a Serie A game. Can you imagine a Champions League game in the quarterfinals? I mean. Prices are going to go up, dude. It's just the way it is. It sucks. They're not even 100 euros, bro. I mean, uh, around here, games like this can no, forget go, it. Up, go up to forget $500, $1,000. You got to mortgage it's your house to go down to a yeah. Yankee game now, dude. You know? It's, it's crazy, it. of course. But what do you want? You want these high-profile players? You want And I love the people who, who throw around, oh, give him $13 million. Bro, who's going to pay for it? ADL is not going to just fucking go in the red, take our money from his own pocket. Like, All right, I'll just put the whole team in debt so we can, you know, pay for this guy's salary. No, Once you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. Be careful what you wish for. I'm glad we're doing a budget thing. I mean, dude, the, in, I, what was it? In the beginning of the season, tickets were going for like 15 bucks a pop if you bought the uh, – if you if you bought the, uh, the 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 if you were a season ticket holder, it was like three hundred euros for like nineteen games, you know, or more or less like that. Miguel was telling me this today, and it's like, yeah, go, listen, go get a season ticket then, and you'll save some money and support the club. Listen, I, I'm not going to get into the ticket prices but, because but, to me but, that's but, just but, like the one market. Last thing, determines but one that. last thing, I understand if 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 he's raising the prices from now to the rest of the season, so the next ten games in Serie A are ninety euro to go see. I I would understand that, but, but which in fairness might be again this is this is a historic event. You know what I mean? This is this whole this whole season is an historic event. Right. You got the Scudetto coming up. You got, you know, a, a possible champion, two more games in the in the Champions League. Listen, it's just the way it is. And whether you want to call it, and I see Sereno in here, it's a price gouge. Whether you want to call it that or not, man, this is history. You never know, man. And, th and this is why I stressed going, I wanted to go to Italy with my dad. Because who knows when, if he ever, this is going to happen again. Who knows? Who knows? We could be watching history unfold one time only. 
Because again, we're not Inter, we're not Milan, we're not Juve, we're not we're not these teams. We're not. We're not. You had a Roma team make it to the Champions League semifinal a couple of years ago with Eusebio Di Francesco as their manager. They can't even get into the Champions League with freaking Jose Mourinho as their manager, let alone have played in a Champions League match with him. So who knows if this is going to happen again? Who knows? Victor leaves. Crowd of, I mean, they're not. They're going to resign. But you know, Ralph, you know what I'm saying. Right. I, I just. People Listen, are getting raises at the end of the year. So if you want to keep I love these what guys. You said. I love what your boy said in the Discord. You you can't expect a championship squad, you know, paying set AV prices. You can't. Right. You can't. It's Sorry. just. Uh, Sorry. I, again, I can sympathize with the families and maybe ADL should be like, you know what? You buy four tickets, you get, you know, something, something, anything, maybe a voucher for the next game or City A or something like that. But. But as far as the the ultras crying about the games, no sympathy because that stadium's gonna be packed, no matter what. what whether they're, it's whether gonna the get sold, go or not. they're not stupid. They know. Out. They know. They're, it's gonna sell out. They know how much they can charge. They're not fools. They have analytics. They understand. They understand the value. And if you can get it, you're gonna get it. This is free enterprise. You're gonna get it. It's just the way it goes. I'm sorry. It sucks. Watch it on TV. You know, watch it on TV. All right, not the, a CL game. Bar. But go I will say this. I, I will say this to Sine- uh I, I agree here a little bit with Saneno. I want to I want to play devil's advocate. It's a price gouge, and ADL has never hid the fact that he wants a stadium of recliners and no supporters. You know, I half agree with this. Uh, uh it is a somewhat of a price gouge, but again, supply and demand. If you can get that number, you're gonna get it. That's just the way that works. But um, you know, this whole banning ultras. You know, banning ultras and their and their their flags and all the stuff to support the team. I think that is I awful. don't agree with it. It's all. stupid. Not even a little because bit. I we said this a while ago, Rafa. I was like, you know, what ADL? What is your what is your product? Your product is soccer. You want to deliver a good experience at the stadium for the fans, even if it's on TV. But it, it you know, if a camera is panning around the stadium, showing. You want to see the flags. You want to see the people singing. You want to see there. There is a special place, and I know some people here are really mad at the ultras, and I am at at, at one point. But I also uh, I support them in a the sense that they are the ones that breathe life into the stadium. The problem is, I think it got to his head, and now that Napoli is evolving, right? Napoli is evolving. Everybody's jockeying for power, for position. Everybody's trying to steal a spotlight, whether you're a president, an ultra, whether you run a soccer club, fan club, or whatever. Everybody's jockeying for a little bit of power right now, and they'll step on anybody to get it. ADL, you are gonna, you can't just sit there and ruin your atmosphere because you want to stick it to a few ultras. Because not every ultra, like... You know, like uh, like Miguel was saying, is criminal or bad. Some people just really love the team and want to be there every Sunday. Okay, and I, that's fine. And what they bring there is the environment. It is the twelfth man. It is the thing that injects the Katsima and the energy and the passion. Like you, the, the team does feed off of that because when the when the crowd is silent, so is the team a little bit. You know, in in a proverbial sense. You know. Rafa and and yeah, you, you got to be there. There has there is a there has to be a balance. 
that's coming from everybody. It has to be a balance that comes from ADL and these ultras. There has to be a middle line that they can come to to make peace and also keep the atmosphere the way it's supposed to be that you know can support the team. But the thing is, ADL could be a dick, but he owns the team. That's the shit. It's his choice. The, the ultras, if you're doing a kind of a bad PR job, right? You you have the news slamming you about you know fighting Roma on a fucking auto grill. Now now you 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 got Kurva B guys fighting each other. By the way, I don't think they fought. I don't know if it's confirmed. Some people thought that the Kurva B ultras were fighting regular fans because no, they wanted no. the chance. I think confirmed like, it wasn't that case. This was like an inter ultra thing. It was, you know it what was I mean? An like, inner fight, yeah. Right. It, it was an inner fight with one, and it only of, involved like six or seven people. Right. It only right, and, and it was like right. It was some people from a certain faction going up against another. They wanted to sing, but at the same time, you know, to play devil's advocate here, you can't. You got to chill with the whole, like, we're going to, we'll, you don't, like, basically, they don't own the curves, is what I'm trying to get at. No, they you don't, don't own, own the, the curves. Stadium, the curve of the you don't own the stadium. Like, you don't own the team. Yeah, you're a big part of it, but know your role a little bit, you know? And, and find a happy medium, find a way to work together where you could still enjoy yourselves. You can run your clubs. You can support the team. ADL get a little bit of money from your tickets or whatever, and he he's not going to sit there and be a dick. What's going on now, right now, what happened yesterday is the most selfish shit. If we lose against Milan in the Champions League, ADL and the Ultras will fucking respond for you. You will have to you will have to answer to this. You will have to answer to this because it was. Don't forget last Sunday or this last game. You abandoned your team on what was probably one of the most important games this season at the most important time of the season coming into one of the most historic moments in the club history. This is what we've all been waiting for, Ralph. What are you guys some doing? Of us, Everybody some of chill. Us, some of, guys, some of us has said vehemently and like with passion that we've hit the ceiling with ADL and it's never going to happen. And guess what? It's happening. And not only is it happening, but the debate of Scudetto or Champions League could have both this season. But we have to we have to argue about the the ultras fighting each other and and causing a scene because they didn't get their way. Like Dude, it's this is not 1986. Like the ultras should not have a hand in anything. Go to the matches, be passionate, do your thing. I get that they banned your stuff, but why'd you go fight the Roma crowd? Why? Why was that? Why was that a thing? Why do you got to fight? Why does everybody have to fight all the time? Now, whether Hold Roma, Roma, Roma this, this was this fidelity card, I don't think was an ADL thing. This is a government thing, Sereno. This is a government thing. It's not this, ADL. This, this it's is not a government ADL. thing. And ADL is not the only person that banned these items from the stadium. That was also a city, a city uh, 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 agreement. It was agreement between the two, but but that's that was the punishment for the fight against Roma in in the Autostrada. This was not an ADL thing. And this government, this this fidelity card is not ADL. It's Napoli. It's Naples. It's but trying it, to control. It's trying to control the environment 
because they don't want and Michele told me this off the record actually Michele Borelli told me this on a, one of the WhatsApp chats uh, that I have with actually it's it's the Shadow of Vesuvio one with me Henry and him he told me that you know cuz cuz the the head of the 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 um the ultras group that started all this stuff what's it called it starts with an f what's it called anyway i don't remember uh faden faden or something like that they, they the head of it came out and said um we can we can in the stadium we can have our party but in the piazza that's our party he said don't try to come to the piazza because that's and he said this about like ADL and the team or whatever you know it might have been lost in a little bit of translation maybe maybe uh, maybe an interpretation was missed but the but the way i understood it was don't come to the piazza because that's our party and we're going to do what we want there but guess what they don't even own the piazza like like they don't own that either so what are you doing you 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 you're you're, you're talking you're, you're you're just talking. You're you're just looking, fishing for something to be pissed off about. I get certain points of it, but you're taking it to another level. We're about to make history, and you just want to fight and and bitch about ADL, who's got us the scudetto. Like he literally got us the scudetto. Literally, he made a change nobody liked. He made five changes nobody liked. All right, time now out. Hold we're on. miles ahead at first. Sadino, if this circus is by his direction, all right, yeah. tell me then what. Uh, tell me your feelings at at the, at the end of last season with all the A16ers, with all the people calling him Papone. Don't act like the ultras are innocent. All right, I, I sympathize with them a little bit, but let's keep it real here. ADL has been shitted on by the and I and maybe rightfully so because he does talk a lot of shit, but they're putting Strishona in the house that he has to pay rent for. He ADL ain't completely innocent, but he ain't completely guilty either. You know what I mean? This is too. This is like Sereno. This is like two fucking stubborn mentalities, just stubborn, stubborn beyond. Belief. And nobody stubborn. wants to make a compromise. This is what it is. You got ADL and his ego and his power, right? His ego, because it's huge ego. Yes, he does want the spotlight. I agree with you there. But you also have these ultras who think they own the fucking joint, and they don't, and they don't. And they're mad because I think ADL hurt their wallets a little bit. Let's keep it real. I think he's doing – it's true he don't want him. I don't like the way he's going about it. But let's keep it real. There is things under here that maybe we don't know all about. So this circus, this circus is a circus in Napoli. This is the ignorance in Napoli that bleeds out and fucking stains everything, stains everybody else, and makes us look like complete shit. Those ultras, you're gonna tell me that this guy takes away your drums and, and and all your stuff, and you're mad. Meanwhile, during Champions League games, we scream out the word "champion" so loud that God can hear it Himself in heaven. So loud that it, that you can hear it in people's houses a mile away. Right? You're you you're creating an earthquake in Napoli by your very by your literally your voice. Not even in, in a descriptive form, but your literal voice. They could be so loud that God can hear it. So forget the drums and forget the flare. Sing. Sing your hearts out. 
Win, win the other fans, like Miguel has said. Win the non-ultra fans. Because right now, fighting in the stands, doing all this stuff, protesting, not supporting the teams, regular fans are looking at you in a bad light. And you make ADL the hero by doing that, by responding in such a way. And I don't even care about the Piazza stuff. If you want to go on a Piazza and protest, that's a real right. You could do that. After the game, before the game, whatever, during the game, but do it in the piazza. But when you're in a fucking curva, you yell and you scream no matter what's in your hand, or no matter what instruments you got, man. Just they've have been making a lot of bad decisions because they want their power too. everybody feels like they need all this power. I mean, come on, Christ, there's already articles coming out of there that people are getting stabbed from these different factions because they're trying to control who's going to sell the most merchandise after after Napoli wins bootleg the They're already bootleg shit. People are already getting <laughs> stabbed in Napoli for this shit. Everybody's this is a this is a power grab, my dude. My dude Sereno, this is a power grab, bro. And everybody's trying to grab it. That's the thing. So Nobody's know, compromising. Napoli, Napoli didn't ban their ultras either, dude. They didn't ban their ultras. They 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 restricted them a little bit. Fine, but you know they didn't they didn't tell them to come in and be silent. They didn't tell them to they told them to come in without the certain certain items that uh, you know maybe assist in making some noise. But you know they don't need drums. They like Biz said, they have voices, man. And they chose not to use their voice until it was four nil. And then they started chanting with Milan Ultras all the way on the other end in the away section. They chanted with them against ADL. And that got booed by the rest of the crowd. Not for yeah. nothing, Ralph Bizarro. You listen sense of volume. Go back and put the volume. No, I up know. I know. Because, no, no, because I, I'm telling you, man. I heard it. We're standing there. We're all standing there, sitting there at, at Songanopoli in Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm standing right next to Cheeto. And all it was quiet. You could hear a pin drop in that place, bro. And all of a sudden, all you hear is the fucking the ultras yelling on top of their lungs against ADL. And people are like, who's singing that? That's the meal. Even the commentators are like, all oh, the Milan fans are making themselves heard. No, that was the ultras who said they were going to be silent, but decided, you know what? Now's a good time to raise our voice. Now's a good time to throw flares now's a good time to bring out the the megaphone so they lied because they snuck in the megaphone they snuck in the flares and then they used their voice they said they were going to stay voiceless for right. they lied and, in, and and instead of staying quiet they went against adl and i'm not saying listen i'm not saying you can't voice your opinion because i'm all for voicing opinions protests all that stuff i am but don't lie to your people too don't lie Okay, and that got the fans, the rest of the fans, giving them the whistles, and rightfully so. I'm sorry. Yes, there are points to the ultras that that make a lot of sense that they make, and and they have a, a v, uh, like a like a like a uh, they have a, a, what's the word? Their 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 feelings are validated. Their feelings are valid. They're invalid when they lie and when they cause trouble to the team. And what's the players have to do with this? What the, this this causes this causes the players to 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 get thrown off too. Like Fran said in here, the twelfth man, or someone else said it in here, the twelfth man. I think it was Toronto, but that yeah, the twelfth man is a very important aspect in, in almost every team. Never mind just Napoli, every team, and you're taking it away. Why? What did the players do to deserve this? Last season, these guys protested the players too because of how they ended the season. They protested the players, but. 
You 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 want to protest ADL by protesting the players too? Why can't you do this on another time in another forum? At another, you know, you got to go to the game and make us suffer. I'm not saying we lost four nil because the ultras didn't show up, but I'm saying that we it could have been a little better. Maybe we could have had that oomph, you know, where we were pressing the ball, the ultras start like roaring. It wasn't there, and you know what? It's messed up, man. It's really messed up. Yeah. No, I, listen, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I know I'm, I'm, I am I'm want to, you know, uh, I love the chat right now. It's going back and forth. And it, it, to me, it's, nobody's right. That's the thing. And, and, and you know, I, I don't think, like like Serena said, like, I don't think it's up to President De Laurentiis to orchestrate chants. I mean, that's what the fans do. I mean, does Napoli Club Toronto need De Laurentiis to do anything you guys do? I mean, everything you've done, you've done on your own and will probably continue to do for the rest of the club's life. It's up to the fan to to create the experience. Same thing we do with Napoli Club Toronto. Uh, I'm sorry, the Tri-State Napoli Club. It's not up to De Laurentiis. Do I want some recognition? Do I want validation from him? Yes, I definitely do. But here's the deal. Napoli is 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 coming into a new evolution. They're growing out of this old skin into a new skin. And I don't think we are mentally prepared for all of it. It's going to take a little bit getting used to. It's going to take a little bit of transition work. and But we need to all get there together. There has to be compromise. I don't think ADL like has to hear the president. Reach your hand across the table and say, okay, let's set something up for the good of the club. You know? That's, I think, the ADL responsibility. Let me set something up with the fans for the good of the club to acknowledge them, to give them a space, to give them a voice. But you cannot just come into the stadium and just take these banners and start calling your president Papone or start whistling at him or start calling him a pezza di merda in the middle of one of the most important games of the season. Two wrongs don't make a right, you know? And I would like just everybody to come to the middle at the table and talk about it and figure out a deal. I'm putting on some closing music because we got to get out of here. Really fast. Sereno. And I, I, you know, listen, Sereno. I love Sereno, man. I really do. Great. You're making it fun, Sereno, by the way. But but, but today, this is is about you, my friend. I'm. He goes, I'm saying TIFOs, every club organizes them with their fans. Even when they brought the drums and the the, the flares and the the flag and, and the I think the Not last cold. time that happened was when they had the Vesuvius like on fire um in in like our first Champions League. I don't remember another time that happened. I really don't. So, you know, mm. <laughs> listen, everyone's at fault, man. Is it's, it's you can't you can't place blame on one and then say the other one is squeaky clean too. This is an entire problem that between two parties, like Ralph said earlier, that are that are stubborn, that will not come to an agreement, especially by the end of this season. But at the same time, can we just can we just celebrate, please? We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna celebrate a freaking scudetto that we've been waiting years for. The first one ever oh, without Diego Maradona. Rafa, time ever. out. Wait, time. I'm.
Rafa, we didn't do beast of the match. Oh Holy my gosh! Bananas. See, listen, when 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 there's an issue, though, we gotta yeah. talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yo. Let's Mike do Rinaldi with the coming in with the club. yo. Good looks. Oh my god! How do we not forget the most important part of the show, guys? Beast of the match here it comes. Uh, 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 we chose Kavad, everybody. It was, it, you know, the whole team were, but it was 11 lemons on the field. Uh, but we chose uh, <laughs> 11 uh, lemons. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink. Maybe something new that we're coming up. Um, Undici limoni. Undici limoni. Uh, lots of leasts on the match uh, this week. But Kavada, I picked Kavada simply because of his creativity all game. Um, trying to create chances, trying just, you know, despite being triple team, you know, get, given given the back line a hard time and and trying to set up his players. But unfortunately, you know, we, we couldn't get it done. We couldn't bury those shots. But, you know, like Sarno said, only guy who kind of showed something for the most part was this man it right says here. Something, it says something for when a player is triple teamed, uh, leaving two other players somewhere on the pitch open. Uh, leaving them exposed to, uh, uh, you know, uh, an occasional masterful pass by Kvartaschelia and there's nobody on the other end and no nobody does anything with it. Like, you know, they gave Napoli that uh, uh, opportunity to be open, you know, and we could have been dangerous with it and we weren't. So I, I'm very, he's the only guy that did anything in my opinion that was, uh, that was worth mentioning, but you know what? You know, we move, man. We move. Leche, Leche on Friday. Good Friday, Leche. Um, and then Milan on Wednesday, the 11th. And that's it. Now I'll put the closing music back on. But there he was, Kavada. Congratulations. It's match day 28. Napolitan goodbye consists of a beast of the match this time around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody in the chat again, as well as all the audio listeners. Rafa, it was a great show as always. Uh, let's just hope for some better results for this next game. Uh, maybe this little bit of schiaff that we all received can wake us up a little bit. But we have to be better. If we're not better, kiss our chances in the CL goodbye and get prepared for a pain in the ass final stretch in, in the city. Uh, yes, we have the cushion. We should be okay. But we cannot, as a fan, uh, a fanship, as a team, as an administration, start imploding and stepping all over each other. It just doesn't work. All right. Not all ultra fans are criminals. Not all, all not uh, all of ADL's points are are selfish and egotistical. But there has to be a happy middle here, guys. Come to the table. It's for the benefit of the team, of the city, players, for everybody. Out there. For everybody. The chat's oh. putting in work for us, bro. The Yo, chat's putting in work you. for yeah. us. Pete Scala, thank you very much. Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Um, Instagram. Check out our Instagram. At Napoli Rant. We are going to be live. We are going to start doing this every Wednesday. Live on Instagram. We're going to do a nice chat. We're gonna. It's going to be much more interactive. Now, you th we are very interactive here, right? But the idea for Wednesday is for you guys to call us and join the chat with us. Yeah. So remember the Napoline idea we used to have. Instagram is going to provide that. 
we're gonna go live um and we're gonna take a caller or like a joiner we should say i don't know we'll refine who what we call our callers but keep it to like a one question thing keep it to like a two minute like maximum it's not going to be a thing where you guys hang out. You come in, you ask a question, we answer yeah. it, we see you later. But you it's get to like, stay in the chat. But you do get, there's a yeah, chat. Yeah, you get to stay in the chat, obviously. Talk but, in the chat, we'll respond in the chat, but maybe like the Napo line. Again, we'll get. Right. We'll have a in. guest every now and then come in and maybe stay a little extra longer for whatever reason. But it's going to be much more. And, uh, you know, we have a format here. It's going to be zero format there. We're just going to go in and start. And that's it. Right. Right, Ralphie. We, that's we, it. We, just, we yeah. Come by this the Monday. show on Monday. Wednesday. No holds barred. No right? holds barred. Rafa, so whatever Rafa, you want to talk man. about, because we, we try our best to answer all the questions here. But sometimes, you know, if it's not game related, we don't want to get off track. This is a good opportunity for everybody to kind of come in and talk about whatever they want. No holds barred. Uh, it, it's a good opportunity to talk to us. Come ask a question to Shivani. Yeah, basically. Ma Marcella is. Marcella, you're coming. Marcella, you're coming. Yeah. Marcella, you coming? You coming Wednesday? Coming. You better be there. She's gonna, gonna come. You be number one. She's gonna come Wednesday. Wednesday, eight o'clock. The Curva was also twenty five dollars for Liverpool. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the the prices got higher. Yeah, but come on, eh, twenty five for Liverpool. It was the first game. <laughs> Rafa, let's stop right there. Guys, we have to. I, I gotta we'll run. finish it Wednesday. Wednesday. We'll finish Wednesday. Wednesday. Let's talk more about this Wednesday, guys. Until next time, Forza Napoli. Sempre. Ciao, ciao. Forza Napoli. Campioni d'Italia. <laughs> Let's hope so, right? Let's get Campioni d'Italia. Let's hope so. Come on. Campioni <laughs> d'Italia, baby. All right, guys. Ciao, ciao. Forza Napoli. Ciao, ciao.